welcome to the first episode of 2021 of Soul Care with me, Angie Fatal. <laughs> it's the first of everything, really, isn't it? My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I would like to do a land acknowledgement. I live in Portland, Oregon, and in Multnomah County. And I am on the unceded territory of the Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Cowlitz bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala, and so many other tribes who made their homes on the Columbia River. And I honor them. I want to talk just really short. This is going to be a little short podcast today. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast is I've just been thinking about the way we do the New Year's, the way we do everything, specifically in the United States, but the way we do things while we're in something, moving quickly on to the next thing while we're still in something. Some, something that my son used to do when he was really little is we would be having his birthday or we would be having Christmas and we would be, you know, around the Christmas tree, opening up the presents and celebrating. And he would already be sad and melancholy about Christmas ending. But we were in the middle of the party of Christmas. And I feel like it's sort of like that. So that's the one issue I have with the way whatever the dominant culture is does things. Really wanting us to move from the moment we're in to a new moment while we're still in this particular moment. And I am a firm believer in markers and ritual and things that kind of allow us to move from one thing to the next. So I'm not saying that those aren't important and the changing of the calendar from one year to the next can be that, can be a ritual, can be a way of saying what has been good, what you're leaving behind and what you're moving forward to or what you, what your intention is. I just also resent the fact that so often something culturally or I don't know, there's just this pressure to not be in the moment we're in and take for granted that the moment we're in has something to offer. So party away. This isn't about that. It's just also just an encouragement to maybe linger in the moments of something to possibly notice what they have to offer because this time is offering something to us and it has been offering something to us. And some of the offerings are super painful. There has been so much loss and so much violence and, and I'm not, arguing that and I have experienced some of it and there has also been things that have changed me in a good way in the very core of who I am and I don't want to lose the opportunity to notice that 
So that's the first thing. And then the, the other thing is New Year's resolutions. So you can believe whatever you want about New Year's resolutions. I talked about this last year. Probably talked about it the year before. But I think New Year's resolutions are garbage. Because I think in their very nature, they are shaming. Because we are setting out to change something. To reverse something in ourselves. To alter something. Usually it has something to do with your weight. You know, that you're not good enough the way you are. And I think that is a setup for failure. And I don't need more shame in my life. I don't need more things that, you know, are going to cause me to fail just because I can't achieve it or the structure is so strict that it just doesn't leave room for failure. I think... Something that is similar to that is the idea of when people decide they're going to do like meditation, for instance, and they're like, I'm going to start my meditation practice and I'm going to start with 30 minutes or a half an hour. Well, that is really difficult to maintain something like that. And so by the very fact that they set out with such a high bar to reach, they're going to fail. Or it's just going to be drudgery. And at least that's how I found it. And what I usually tell people is start out with something small, start out with a minute, and then move to three minutes and then move to five minutes or 10 minutes eventually over the course of a month, move to something that feels doable if you want to, but also a minute a day or a minute you know, five times a day or three times a day or whatever is also good. It's also a start. It also might be the place that you stay and you are still going to get benefits from that. So this idea of setting up something to alter something else, I just don't like. I, because probably because I've never been able to really achieve whatever you know, New Year's resolution I set out to do. It just, by setting it, I end up just cursing myself. I'm going to fail. And years ago, I started a practice of setting an intention. We would have friends come over, you know, and do a small gathering on New Year's Eve and play games, you know, do whatever we were doing, eat good food, drink some wine. Um, And we would talk about the year and what we were hoping in the future, and we would set an intention. And that's become a real foundational practice for me, even if I don't do it on New Year's Eve, over the course of the month of January, it's something that I set an intention for. And what I mean by that, it's almost like you're turning your whole body towards something. Your stance changes. You're not approaching it willy-nilly. You're, you're, you're turning your body towards and you're saying, I'm for this. I'm for me. I'm, how, how can I change the stance the position that I'm in to create a space that welcomes this intention. 
And so last night we had a break in the rain and our friend Molly was over, um, who we are bubbled with and we did a big fire pit. And I just said, you know, I'd like to talk about, you know, a ritual of what we'd like to let go of. Um, and you can either say it out loud or you don't have to, you can just hold it inside of you. And then I gave everybody a piece of dried juniper, just something to like, as you put it in the fire, you think that thing you're letting go of. And then the juniper burns up, you know, whatever it is, it could be cedar, it could be grass, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the idea, it's the ritual, it's the moment. And so we were just chatting, Todd and Brennan and Molly and I. And I said, actually, I think I want to say mine out loud. And um, I said it and I put my juniper into the fire. And we went around the circle and everybody decided to say it out loud and put their juniper in the fire. And we were kind of quiet and sat there for a while just enjoying the fire pit. And when I say, you know, what you're letting go of, it's personal to you. It could be, I'm letting go of the restrictions inside of myself. I'm letting go of the standards I've held my body to. I'm letting go of cultural standards. I'm letting go of um, the pressure to perform and I'm moving to something else, you know? And then we talked around the fire and, um, and I said, I'd also like to do this thing that Todd and I do and have done for years, which is to set an intention for our family and an intention, an intention for, I like to set one personally for myself too. I think last year, um, for me personally, it was the year of saying yes, because I had a lot of internal no's for myself that we can think something like that doesn't really affect us. But when I'm saying no to myself before I've even started, like writing a book, if I'm saying no to myself, like, I can't do that. You know, I'm not an author, or I'm not this, or I'm not that that dialogue within ourselves creates kind of what we believe about what we can do and what we can't do. And I realized I was living by a lot of no's and I wanted to live by giving myself a lot of yeses and a lot of permission, a lot of permission to try things I hadn't tried to do things I hadn't done and to start with a yes, not a no. I could always change my mind but I wanted to start with a yes for myself. And then this year, as we were talking, Todd said, um, for him and sort of over our family, it's the year of realized dreams. He he will graduate finally um, and get his master's. He's at his dream teaching job. So many, so many things, so many realized dreams for our family and for himself. And for me, I had this, just this feeling like it's the year of completion. 
And what that meant for me, not that I was necessarily finished with things, like I love being a spiritual director. I love holding space for people. I'm passionate about that safe space to unravel and deconstruct and and just be fully your human self. But I think what happened to me over the pandemic is something shifted in me and it was a very painful process, much like my deconstruction, the deconstruction of my faith. It was a painful process of letting go of trying so hard. And so that is sort of what that means for me. I am letting go of trying so hard. (laughs) And a beautiful thing that happened is my daughter said, I I don't want to just talk about what I want moving into 2021, but I also want to talk about what 2020 has been. And in my mind, I thought she was like thinking what a dumpster fire it had been and that we were going to talk about that and make jokes about it. I was so wrong. So we each did our you know, intention for the new year. And then once we went around the fire and did that, Brennan then said what she meant about what 2021 had been. And it was such a beautiful, grateful, I just can't even describe the moment. And I realized how much I needed that for the closure of 2020. And I want to say very strongly that this was not a silver lining moment because that is not who I am. And that's not who any of these people were. It was acknowledging that some of the things that have gone on in 2020 have transformed us. They have brought us to the, this year has brought us to a place where we are not the same people. And I can remember in March saying, you know, when we thought it wasn't going to be as long as it is, or we would get a bigger break, at least in the United States, that, that we would have gotten some kind of break to kind of go back to our normal lives, which did not happen. That I wanted to leave 2020 a different person, but I, I wasn't for me, it wasn't about years, 2020, 2021. It was more about the process of living through a life-changing pandemic. I want it to be life-changing. And for me, it has been. And the way it has been life-changing for me is I was killing myself in a way for an unattainable standard that is invisible. I can't reach a standard that isn't attainable. And who created the standard? And why is it important for me to reach it? And all the things that come with the job that I do, you know, having a social media presence and promoting myself and doing all this stuff that I don't like and I've never liked and I've actually 
I think I probably resent it. Um, a lot of that has died and it was a very painful process because I won't go into it, but there was probably three or four months where I wasn't really sure what was going to happen with what I do, the archery, the mindfulness, the meditative pieces that go with the archery, the mantras, my spiritual direction practice, any of it. I knew that I still wanted to do it, but I didn't know. I mean, when you're a small business, when you're a small thing in the world that has so much attention vying for its time and you decide you're going to kind of step out of that, you know, throwing stuff against the wall so you're seen because that's what people tell you you need to do. You ha- you need to have an SEO, which I still don't really understand. All that stuff. I'm not saying that stuff is not important and I'm not saying don't don't do that. I'm saying for me as a survivor, as a two on the Enneagram, I have spent my life trying to be important in the world in a way that is meaningful. And I will still continue to create and find meaning and work towards the things that I'm passionate about and liberty for everybody and freedom for everybody. And at the same time, I just don't want to kill myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually to do it. And I feel like that is what a lot of the pandemic pandemic has shown me is to slow down. And some of it came from the conversation I had with Jeff Neal on the podcast where he was talking about an interview he did and the person that he interviewed was talking about not adding more into the world to think about what they're putting out and if it's needed and if it's not needed to don't put it out, not to put it out there but we're kind of pressured in this invisible pressure to be more to put out more to do more to be seen to be heard and it was taking its toll so i say all that to just say i i don't feel like 2021 is like liberty and freedom because in fact i've gotten a lot of meaning from 2020 and i owe the time that i've been given a lot of gratitude and i don't need to tell any of you that it hasn't been without its sacrifice it hasn't been without its pain the pain is not over we're not out of the woods But my intention still stands. I want to move into something not trying so damn hard. Doing a lot more rest. Giving myself a lot more care and love. Not in fleeting moments, but in intentional moments. Intentional 
half an hour, hour times, you know, resting, taking naps, um, all the things that I think when our culture is busy and we're rushing to do and be all that we're supposed to be, we don't rest with ourselves. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want you going into the new year. And I know I'm not talking about rest that is, you know, taking vacations and, you know, getting your nails done and spas and stuff like that. If you can do it, awesome, do it. I'm talking about carving out rest in the lives that we've been given, in the moments and the moment we're living in. Creating those spaces for ourselves of peace. So that's what I want to give you for 2021 is take the moments, take the space in the bathroom, take the walks around the block, take the deep breaths, take the meditation moments, take the mantras, take the mindfulness, take those walks in the woods, open your window and breathe Give yourself the love that you deserve because the world needs more people loving themselves because loving ourselves is not selfish. It's not egotistical. It gives us more room to love other people and our world needs more love. The Beatles. Is that a Beatles song? What the world needs now. That's not Beatles. Is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little love. So give yourself more love. Maybe that's your intention for the new year, is to give yourself more love. You deserve it. You deserve it just how you are to give yourself more love. Whatever way feels good to you, whatever way works for you, and whatever moments you're given or can carve out. Thank you for listening. Over this last year, all the ups and downs we've been experiencing, it is meaningful to me. And it feels like I'm less alone. And I hope you feel less alone. Remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Before I say goodbye, I just want to remind everybody that listens. I love hearing from you. I value your ideas. And if you think there's somebody I should talk to, if you think there's a topic I should cover, I'd love to hear it. People do reach out to me and I respond to every single person that reaches out to me either through email at angiefatal at gmail.com or on Instagram at angiefatalsoulcare. DM me, do all the things. I will, I will reach out. I will reach back out to you because 
I value the community and it's important to me. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, review, all the things. And thank you so much for listening.